Good morning, Peter Goffwood. And you've been showing hey. me these uh, <laughs> morning. Hey, Vanessa. And how's it to the listeners? Yes, yes, from sunny, tropical Benguera Island. Yeah. Oh, it's so I beautiful. Um, I chat to Peter via Zoom. So uh, I, uh, you know, videos on. So I get these beautiful pictures and video scenery of a beach and palm trees and beautiful, beautiful settings. But you say it's very hot there. Yeah, look, it's 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 scorching. I mean, um, I mean, last night, I was, as I mentioned, it was like twenty seven degrees at about half past nine in the evening. So it gets it gets pretty pretty balmy out here. But uh, you know, it's a small price to play to be in paradise for a week. You know? Absolutely, no, absolutely, it is absolutely beautiful, and uh, you're doing good work there. So that's absolutely fantastic. Now, something that um, my family really enjoys, and you know, I, I said earlier on the air when banting and keto and low carb and all those things started to really take hold. That was the one thing I thought, no, I can't be without my pasta. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no, no. I mean, look, I think it's a, it's a staple for, for, for the world over. I was actually looking at some interesting figures. They reckon the average, the average Italian eats 27 kilos of pasta per year. A per year? So, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's a staple that isn't going anywhere anytime soon. So yeah. regardless of your banking and keto um, uh, kind of options, I, I think pasta is definitely here to stay. <laughs> Absolutely. Because look, zoodles and uh, pumpkin noodles and butternut noodles just don't, they just don't compare. <laughs> Uh, you know, it's it's one of those things I always say to people who who want to do banting or, or keto or anything along those lines. It's a choice and it's great, but you, you don't use the substitutes. Mm. You know, first of all, they're never as good. You know, gluten-free yeah. bread or pasta without flour. It's it's never as good as the original thing, and all it does is it makes you hanker for the original more. You know, you you you've you've, you've chosen to cut it out of your diet for health reasons. Yeah, you can't have, but you can't have the best of both worlds. You, you really, you literally can't have your cake and eat it in this case. <laughs> True. Um, so, so just do without it because you, the substitutes are never, never as good. A good steaming bowl of pasta is a, an oh. absolute wonder to behold. And, and one of the simplest dishes, you know, um, whether it's fresh or dried, you know, there's always these kind of periods, oh, no, dried pasta. Dried pasta is dried for a reason. You know, some of those shapes you could never make if you made out of fresh pasta because they're extruded. They're actually pushed through a machine. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and hence you get that. Making fresh pasta is, is fabulous. In fact, more people should try it. It really is. You know, it's one of those things that people think, oh, it's like making your own bread. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a bridge too far to cross. And if you think about an average pasta recipe is literally – um, uh, to make a, a, a big bowl for yourself, 100 grams of flour mm-hmm. and one whole egg. Wow, that's, that's it. Pasta. Yo. Yeah, that's it. No salt, no anything, no additives. You literally work it into a nice paste and then roll it out. You know, obviously, if you want to start making uh, tagliatelle and bits and pieces, you might have to roll it up. But if you're going to make your own lasagna sheets um, mm. and, and things like that, you just roll it out on a flour board with a rolling pill and a pin to get it as thin as you got. And you've got, hey, presto, you've got thin, pa- fresh wow. pasta. The beauty of fresh pasta is it cooks really, really quickly. You know, when you look on the side of, of, of packets of, of, of dried pasta, it tells you eight to ten minutes. You're literally hot 
boiling salted water. You drop fresh pasta into it, and within two to three minutes, it's risen to the top. Wow! And as soon as it's done that, it, it 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 it's ready, and it's because it's because it's already moist. You know, the thing with 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 dried pasta is you're having to reconstitute it in the pot before yes. it starts cooking, oh. which fresh pasta isn't because it's already got the moisture from the whole eggs. Okay, that so it's an easy sense. one to try, and if you if you are a pasta fan. Give, give making your own pasta um, a, a try. You won't believe the difference. And, no. and they're just dressing the pasta in, oh. you know, frying off a little bit of garlic, some chili and some olive oil, lashings of parmesan. That's a dish unto itself. It yes. really is as simple as that. I must say that's something that uh, the boys like to do in the house. If there's leftover spaghetti, then they'll get out the garlic, the pesto, mm. uh, the, the, you know, and, and they love it. It's absolutely delicious, yeah. I must admit. I want to know from you. So the, the, the age-old question, to get that pasta al dente and to taste it. Yes. So how do you taste? Like if you're doing spaghetti, do you throw it up against the, the tiles in Ceiling. the kitchen. And this, oh, I was about it's, to say, I have memories yeah. of hotel school <laughs> yeah. with Trying loads of pasta yeah, up against yeah. the ceiling. So what is your tip in that regard? Well, I think just taste it really. Ah. It's, you know, you want it, el dente, you know, literally means to the tooth. So you mm. want it to have a little bit of bite to it. It shouldn't be crunchy. Uh-huh. Um, but So the best way to do is to check it because the thing about throwing it against the wall it, even if you overcook it, it's still going to cook it to porridge. It'll still stick against the wall. So it's unfortunately uh, not <laughs> a fail-safe test. Okay. The thing is just to, to, to take a bit out with a spoon and give it a turn. And if it, it, when you chomp on it, if it's pleasant and it's still got a little bit of firmness, mm. then, then, then it's ready to roll. And, you know, I've read that there are certain sort of um, thoughts around you put oil and salt in the water. And... One of the things that I read was that the reason why we've got to put oil in is because the pasta is inferior. Is that correct? Or is it needed to put okay. the oil in? What is the story? So it's, it's like many of the old housewife tales that we get from cooking. They've been handed down over the years and no one can exactly explain why we do them. If you think of the science of putting oil in water, mm. the oil floats on the top. Yeah. So at no stage does it actually coat the pasta and keep it from sticking together. Salted water, definitely. Mm. The secret is to not getting your pasta to 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 stick together is to do it as large as pot possible. Uh-huh. And one of the reasons for that is you so you've got this big pot of uh, on, on the rolling boil. When you drop whatever it is, your your rigatoni, your macaroni, your spaghetti, whatever it is you drop in, you want to make sure that the the, the pe- temperature of the water doesn't drop. Okay. So we've all seen it. We've all tried it as students. We've got one of those little 500-mil saucepans and trying to fit an entire packet of spaghetti in. And you kind of leave it in there till it slowly soaks into the pot. <laughs> the worst way you cook pasta. Big pot of a rolling boil. And that way, and give it a good stir, that will stop it from sticking together. Okay. Where the olive oil comes in, or the oil, once you've drained it, dress it then with a little bit of ah. extra virgin olive oil. First of all, then it does keep it separate. But plus, you've also now coasted your pasta in something flavorsome mm. and wholesome. So that's where the oil is. You know, when you put the oil in the water, the first thing that goes down the drain when you empty the pot is the water. So it's an yes. old housewife tale of, of separating the pasta and keeping it apart. Fantastic. So I did and interesting, An interesting thing is, I know we've got limited time this morning. I wanted to mention something about... One of the dishes that really is probably everyone's first thought of when they when they think of pasta, and that's spag bol. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's an interesting thing that it is the completely inappropriate pasta for a meat sauce. Okay. 
if you go to Italy, meat sauce as it's called, it's never called bolognese. Ah. It's actually it comes from it comes from Tuscany, the region of Bologna, and there they call it meat sauce, ragu or meat sauce. So you go and order meat sauce, you will get what you you commonly know as bolognese. But pasta, the different types of pasta are not there just because it's cool and looks funky. Mm. <clears throat> Each of the different shapes of pasta are for a specific reason in that they either capture the sauce or, or they, 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 they're for luscious, lusciousness. So, so the longest strands of, of, of pasta, tagliatelli, linguine, these are for lighter cream sauces where you're just coating the pasta. Mm. When you've got something as hearty as a meat sauce, like a bolognese, there you want something like a rigatoni or, mm. or the orchetti, something that will actually capture the meat. Ah. And so often when you see in Italy in good Italian restaurants, you'll find that the um, uh, bolognese is often served, ragu bolognese is often served with a rigatoni. It's it's like the penne, but it's a larger, more curved one. And the whole purpose of it is that it, it actually captures the meat sauce. My goodness. Whereas, whereas, you know, a carbonara or something along those lines, which is a, that's not a cream-based sauce, basically mm. egg and ham. Yes. But any of those kind of rich sauces, you just want to coat the pasta. And that's where the longer, more slender pastas come in. So they're, they're all there for a different reason. There's about 300 or so different wow. shapes and names, different pastas. Because there's, so it comes in, in this three kinds of pasta if you think about it there's there's the pasta we know of like the the, the linguinis the long pastas or the the penne those mm. are in sauces they're dressed then you've got the ones that are pasta abroda which is the pasta that's served in soups and there you have the little ones that they almost look like rice yes. or their little the alphabetic kind of vibe. they're <laughs> actually served as garnish in soup and then you get the alforna which is baked so there you get the cannellonis and the sheets of pasta, mm. which are then the cooking there is baking. So the different t t shapes are there for a specific purpose, not just to look cool and, 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 and for, for, for sort of aesthetic effect. They yeah. really are there and they serve a purpose. My final question to you is, if you do have spaghetti or, you know, any of the like um, linguinis or things like that, do you slurp? Always. <laughs> <laughs> there's no there's no point of, of of biting them off halfway once it's in it's in <laughs> and biting them halfway and what do you do then you spit them out you've got to slip you got to slip you know, that's one of the reasons why you roll it on the fork so yes. trying to that you don't have especially for me with a with a with a long white beard <laughs> uh it, it can get messy so <laughs> slurping is definitely the answer i must say that when when the boys were growing up we used to say to them no it's fine you can slurp the spaghetti because uh it just looked awful <laughs> <laughs> so slurping spaghetti is permitted but uh, i think yeah it's it's such an interesting subject and i think maybe somewhere along the line we need to speak more about pasta again and um but uh, absolutely delicious one, yeah and one last thing to remember is pasta is pasta is not a garnish it's not a side pasta is the dish itself and and we have a tendency to put way too much sauce mm. on the pasta you know think of you think think of your pasta as as you would a salad you're dressing the salad to enhance the flavor of what's in the bowl yeah. and the pasta sauce is exactly that you're dressing the pasta so when you finish a bowl of pasta it shouldn't be reams of sauce in the bottom you shouldn't you shouldn't need a spoon to finish once you finish the pasta the plate should be clean underneath it's just about dressing the pasta and this is one of the reasons why italians eat so much pasta with such rich sauces such sort of mm. fattening ingredients as it were yet they have the lowest instance of heart disease and stuff in Europe. Amazing. It's because of how they eat the pasta, not amounts and the actual in, the ingredient itself.
Very interesting. So really worthwhile looking into and uh, changing one's habits the South African way and doing, doing, doing it yes. the more Italian way. Peter, it's been a pleasure to speak to you this morning and enjoy the rest of uh, Benguera Island. I hope that uh, there are cool breezes that blow to keep, you, to keep one cool. And uh, we'll chat again next Friday. Yes, and until then, may the pasta sauce be with you. <laughs>